Welcome to Transformed by Grace, an in-depth Bible study of God's Word, presented by the Berean Bible Society. Join us each time on this station as Pastor Kevin brings the transforming message of God's grace revealed through the Holy Scriptures. The following is called God Give Us Men. God give us men ribbed with the steel of your Holy Spirit, men who will not flinch when the battle's fiercest. Men who won't acquiesce or compromise or fade when the enemy rages. God give us men who can't be bought, bartered, or badgered by the enemy. Men who will pay the price, make the sacrifice, stand the ground, and hold the torch high. God give us men obsessed with the principles true to your word. Men stripped of self-seeking. Men who will pay any price for freedom and go any lengths for truth. God, give us men delivered from mediocrity, men with vision high, pride low, faith wide, and love deep, and patience long. God, give us men who will dare to march to the drumbeat of a distant drummer, men who will not surrender principles of truth in order to accommodate their peers. God, give us men more interested in scars than medals, more committed to conviction than convenience. Men who will give their life for the eternal instead of indulging their lives for a moment in time. Give us men who are fearless in the face of danger, calm in the midst of pressure, bold in the midst of opposition. God, give us men who will pray earnestly, work long, preach clearly, and wait patiently. Give us men whose walk is by faith, behavior is by principle, whose dreams are in heaven, and whose book is the Bible. God, give us men who are equal to the task. The Word of God inspires and challenges us to wholeheartedly live for the Lord, to live by the Word of God, and to live for the eternal. And God does desire for His church to pay the price, make the sacrifice, and stand the ground, and go any lengths for truth by holding fast to the form of sound words. 2 Timothy 1.13 reads, Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me, in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. Hold fast, the Apostle Paul wrote. Hold fast means to retain, to keep firmly in mind and to grasp and not let go. Hold fast is in the present tense in the Greek, and it's an imperative or a command. So putting those together, in other words, it's something that we are commanded by God to do continually. Paul is making an appeal to faithfulness here and conviction with these words, hold fast. Paul wanted this instruction to be an ongoing part of Timothy's life from that day forward. And we need to remember that this is not only written for Timothy, this is a continual command for all the church the body of Christ. What we are to hold tight to is the form of sound words. The Greek word translated as form means a model, a pattern, or a design to duplicate. In 1 Timothy 1.16, Paul wrote, Howbeit, for this cause I obtain mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all longsuffering, for a pattern 
to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. That word pattern in that verse is translated from the same Greek word as form in 2 Timothy 1.13. In 1 Timothy 1.16, the word pattern describes how each conversion that has occurred since Paul's conversion has likewise been by Christ saving sinners by his grace, his mercy, his long-suffering, and that we, like Paul, just believe on him to life everlasting. Our salvation and that of everyone who has been saved in this dispensation of grace has followed the same pattern as Paul's. But the form or pattern in 2 Timothy 1.13, which is to be followed, is that of sound words. Now we get our word hygiene from the Greek word translated as sound here. The biblical word sound means healthy, wholesome, and uncorrupted. Like Timothy, we, the church, are taught to hold fast to the pattern of healthy, sound doctrine. But this also teaches us something, that there is a sound, healthy doctrine to be followed and held on to, and what then makes us realize that there is unhealthy, unsound teaching around us also, that we shouldn't hold fast and should be avoided. God's people need to be grounded in sound doctrine because sound truth is what leads to a spiritually sound, healthy, vibrant Christian life. Sound doctrine is it's the basis for sound, healthy character and sound living. A godly character in life is built upon the bedrock of sound doctrine found in God's Word, rightly divided, and our knowledge of it our faith in it, and our obedience to it. And all of this then results in being transformed by grace. Because you live by God's grace truth for the church, the body of Christ today. Timothy was also to hold fast to the pattern of the words, it says there, the expressions by which sound doctrine is both conveyed and learned. Sometimes it's wrongly suggested in the church that we should abandon expressions such as the blood of Christ and not talk about sin or not talk about hell because it might offend someone. It's been further suggested that we should not use terms such as mystery, rightly dividing, or dispensation because people don't know what we're talking about. Save those terms for adult Sunday school or Bible studies, we're told or we're going to drive people away. But mystery, rightly dividing, dispensation, the blood of Christ, sin, hell, are sound words from God's words. These are Bible words. Not using the scriptural words ultimately leads to the abandonment of the truth which is communicated by those terms. How is anyone ever going to learn? what those terms mean, unless they hear them. And Paul commands Timothy to hold fast. Don't be ashamed of those things. To retain, cling to, never let go the form of sound words, which are the sound expressions of our faith. Paul goes on in this verse and says, hold fast the form of sound words. And then he adds, which thou hast heard of me. 
this verse gives us the definition of what sound words and healthy doctrine are for this present age of grace. It's the contents of Paul's epistles. The outline of doctrine and truth contained in the revelation given directly and first to Paul, and what's important to realize is by the Lord Jesus Christ. The risen and glorified Lord Jesus Christ revealed to Paul the body of truth, the divine ordering of man's conduct and responsibilities for the dispensation of the grace of God. Paul had taught that to Timothy, and thus he heard it from Paul directly when he says, which thou hast heard of me. We hear it too, though. We hear it by the word. When we read, when we study, when we learn Paul's epistles, and when we hear Paul's epistles being taught to us. Paul's message of grace is the sound words, the pattern, the model for healthy, wholesome doctrine for your Christian life today. Timothy was to hold fast to this sound doctrine of grace that he had heard and learned from Paul. Paul's sound words were to serve then as a model, a pattern for Timothy to duplicate for his life, for him to proclaim, for him to live by. And again, this is not just for Timothy. It's for the entire body of Christ. Everything that Timothy taught was to harmonize with the outline of the truth of God's grace that had been given to him by Paul. This pattern of the truth proclaimed in Paul's letters is the standard by which all teaching is to be tested today. But it's important to realize that we should never, ever neglect the rest of God's Word. We believe all the Bible. It is all truth because God is its author. All the Bible is for us and is for our learning and all the Bible is, for, is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. But not all the Bible is written directly to us. Most of your Bible is addressed to the nation of Israel and is the teaching of God in light of His program with that nation under the law in regarding her millennial kingdom earthly hope. But God has temporarily set that program with the nation of Israel aside until the rapture of the church. God then raised up the Apostle Paul and gave him the instruction for the body of Christ under the age of grace that we live in. And now in this current dispensation, all Scripture needs to be taught and understood in light of Paul's message of grace for the church today. And thus, we need to know God's truth for the body of Christ. In order to hold fast to the form of sound words, we need to be grounded in the message of grace found in Paul's letters. And we need to know it so we can defend it, so we can recognize error and unsound words, and so we can live by the sound truth that God has given to the church, the body of Christ. We'll be returning to the program in just a minute. But first, we'd like to take this time to thank you, our partners, for making these programs possible. 
If you would like to access our library of helpful Bible study tools, go to BereanBibleSociety.org. Pastoral Epistles is a hardcover 300-page commentary written by Pastor Cornelius R. Stamm, founder of the Berean Bible Society. This volume is a verse-by-verse exposition of Paul's letters to Timothy and Titus. It thoroughly examines the Apostles' description of the form and function of the local church, as well as the qualifications that he gives for leadership. The last days of the dispensation of grace are also thoroughly investigated, along with the very message of grace that God's ministers are charged to proclaim. To order your copy, contact the Berean Bible Society for pricing and availability at 262-255-4750 or visit our website at www.bereanbiblesociety.org. To receive our free full-color 32-page monthly magazine, The Berean Searchlight, call 262-255-4750. Or subscribe online at www.BereanBibleSociety.org. Thank you again for your generous gifts. And now, back to the teaching with Pastor Kevin. Paul finishes the verse saying, Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me. And then he adds, In faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. Sometimes a knowledge of the truth can cause some to have a big head and be proud and obnoxious when they stand for it and make it known. Paul teaches to Timothy here the proper attitude that we should have when conveying the truth and holding fast to it in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. We are to hold fast to the truth with a proper attitude toward God in faith. Hebrews 11.6 teaches, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. Holding fast to the truth in faith means remaining steadfast. Two men who lived in a small village got into a terrible dispute that they could not resolve, so they decided to talk to the town sage. The first man went to the sage's home and told his version of what had happened. When he finished, the sage said, You're absolutely right. The next night, the second man called on the sage and told his version of the story. The sage responded, You're absolutely right. Afterward, the sage's wife scolded her husband. She said, Those men told you two different stories and you told them that they were both absolutely right. That's impossible. They can't both be absolutely right. And the sage turned to his wife and said, You're absolutely right. Well, there are those who can be indecisive, compromising, unwilling to make a stand, and willing to tolerate error. In faith, we need to be decisive and have conviction and be assured that what we believe is true and hold fast to it and hold fast to the form of sound words as revealed to Paul. In faith also teaches us that we need to depend on the Lord when we stand for the truth. We need His strength. We need His wisdom uh, in order to be faithful, in, in order to hold tightly to the truth for today. If we depend on ourselves to hold fast to the truth and to take a stand, we're going to falter, we're going to stumble, and we're going to fail. 
if we depend on the church to help us hold fast to the truth, there's an influence there of not following the majority when you're standing for the truth that can often cause a person to slip and to turn away. Instead, Paul's teaching us here in faith, we need to keep our eyes on the Lord as we stand for the truth. And in His strength, we can hold fast. We are not to be doubting or depending on ourselves. And we're also not to be loveless, brash, cold, and insensitive with the truth. We are to hold fast the form of sound words and faith and love. And then Paul adds, which is in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 4.15 tells us to be speaking the truth in love. We are to hold fast to the truth with a proper attitude toward God, which is in faith. And we are also to hold fast to the truth with a proper attitude toward man, that we do this in love. Out of love for others, we hold fast and stand for the truth of the revelation committed to the Apostle Paul. In doing so, we benefit believers in the church so they might understand their Bibles and live stronger Christian lives according to what God is doing today under grace. Out of love for others, we hold fast to the form of sound words and we stand for it to benefit unbelievers as well so that they might hear the pure gospel of the grace of God, that by faith in Christ alone and not of any works they are saved. Holding fast to sound Pauline doctrine in love keeps us from presenting a mixed, muddled, and blenderized gospel that comes from mixing elements of Israel's program and the law and the gospel of the kingdom and mixing it all together with the gospel of pure grace. This unsound presentation can hinder people from trusting the message which truly saves their souls from hell. 2 Timothy 1.14 reads, That good thing which was committed unto thee keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. In verse 12 of this chapter, Paul wrote that the Lord is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Here in verse 14, Paul reminds Timothy, that good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost. The words thing which was committed unto thee is actually just one Greek word, and it means a deposit or a sacred trust at the end of his life, Here, Paul was concerned about the preservation of the truth that had been committed to him in his ministry. In faith, knowing knowing whom I have believed, as he says in verse 12, Paul entrusted the safekeeping of his message, the mystery, to the Lord, trusting him to keep and guard and preserve it through his people, the church. Paul then reminded Timothy also that this deposit had been entrusted to him personally through the years of training and teaching by Paul. And it was now Timothy's personal duty to safeguard it by the power of the Holy Spirit who indwelt him. When you deposit a check in the bank, you entrust the entire banking system to keep your money safe 
from those who might try to take it, hopefully. And so Paul deposited his message to Timothy, entrusting him to keep the message safe from those who would try to water it down, attack it, or take it away completely. In verse 14, the the deposit, which is the mystery, the revelation given to Paul, is called that good thing. The Greek word translated good means excellent, choice, rich, valuable, and precious. The message that was revealed to Paul is a precious deposit. It is precious because of all the things it reveals. It reveals Christ's exalted position in the heavenlies at God's right hand in His heavenly ministry today. It reveals salvation by grace through faith alone. It reveals us being members of the body of Christ with Christ as our living head and in living union with one another in the church. It reveals being declared righteous in Christ, being children of God, having a heavenly calling. It reveals the blessed hope of the rapture, our spiritual blessings in heavenly places, our exalted position in Christ. And that's just to name a few. And when you think and you put all these things together, you find it really is a good, excellent, rich, and precious message. As with any treasure, this valuable message needs to be guarded. The term keep means to watch, guard, and preserve safe. Timothy needed to take a stand for the message and guard it and defend it against attack. And we need to do the same. In 1 Timothy 6.20, Paul says a very similar thing to Timothy, where he says, O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust. Timothy needed to preserve the truth from corruption or destruction. Paul wanted Timothy Timothy to be a defender of the faith, a guardian of truth. And we need to be that as well. The same Greek word for keep is used of the shepherds on the night that Christ was born who were keeping watch over their flock by night. Those shepherds were keeping their eyes and wide open for wild animals that might sneak into the flock to harm or kill the sheep. The same Greek word for keep is also used for soldiers who were guarding Peter in prison in Acts chapter 12. Paul is telling Timothy and the body of Christ to keep our spiritual eyes open, to be watchful, and to protect and preserve the truth like a shepherd or a prison guard on duty. The word keep is another command for the body of Christ. It is imperative that we do this. For the good of the church, we are to carefully watch and protect the precious deposit of Paul's message of grace so that that it's not lost or compromised or distorted or mixed with the message that was given to the nation of Israel with the gospel of the kingdom or the law or just out-and-out error that's out there. From the beginning of human history, Satan has opposed God's word and his plans and his purposes. Satan hates God's plans for the nation of Israel. He hates her earthly hope. And he hates the second coming of Christ to the nation of Israel. 
And Satan hates God's plan for the body of Christ, the gospel of grace, our heavenly hope and calling. And he hates the pre-tribulational rapture and coming of the church before the tribulation ever begins. And so he fights against these things and he hopes to blind people to the truth. We are each in a spiritual battle. The message committed to Paul for the church today is simple. It's clear to us who have seen it. But Satan fights hard to keep others from seeing it. And when we encounter opposition to the truth, Paul encourages us in this epistle of 2 Timothy to be faithful. In chapter 1, verse 8 here, he exhorts us to be partakers of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. In chapter 2, verse 3, to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Timothy was not to protect and guard this deposit in his own strength, but by the very power of God, by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us, he says in verse 14. One commentator made a good illustration when he wrote this. If a minister took this command seriously enough, he would feel overwhelmed. Imagine the President of the United States giving you the responsibility to guard the nation's gold reserves at Fort Knox. Here's a rifle with a few clips of ammunition. Guard the treasure. It's all up to you. Anyone in his right mind would be terrified. If, on the other hand, he said, guard the treasure, you have the entire military forces at your disposal, you would have better than a fighting chance. We are assured, along with Timothy, that we are not left alone to stand for the truth and protect the sound words of Paul's message for today. We have the almighty power of God living within us, always in the person of the Holy Spirit, to give us the strength, the power, to carry out this instruction, to hold fast and keep the precious deposit. In 2 Timothy 2.2, Paul writes, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. In 2 Timothy 2.2, Paul shows how Timothy was to preserve and perpetuate the truth by committing and passing this deposit on to faithful men who would in turn pass it on to others. This is the means by which the Holy Spirit keeps and preserves the truth by it being passed down from one generation to the next generation and to the next. Christ had made known the truth to Paul. Paul in turn gave it to Timothy. Timothy then was to pass it on to faithful men. Those faithful men were to pass it on to others. And on and on and on. And we are to keep the succession going today keeping and preserving the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery by committing it to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. May the Lord give us the eyes to see the importance of this instruction to hold fast the form of sound words and to guard the precious deposit and to pass the truth on to others. Begin praying today for someone you know who needs the truth. Thank you for watching Transform by Grace. Thank you again for tuning in to Transformed by Grace. We appreciate your prayer support and the financial gifts. 
The purpose and mission of the Berean Bible Society is to help you understand the whole counsel of the Word of God. For more information, visit our website at www.bereanbiblesociety.org or give us a call at 262-255-4750. Or if you prefer, write us at the Berean Bible Society, P.O. Box 756, Germantown, Wisconsin, 53022. Now until next time, may you be transformed by God's grace.